It's an Illini basketball post-game show here from the folks that bring you No One Asked Us. He's Craig Schott. I'm Logan Lee. Illinois taking down North, or not Northwestern, Wisconsin tonight in the State Farm Center in a snowy Champaign-Urbana, uh, 80 to 67, the final score, uh, taking down number 11 ranked Wisconsin, I should say, uh, marking the second win over a top 11 team for the Illini in the past eight days. Uh, so take that for what it's worth. We were pining for a long time for marquee victories, and we finally now have a couple of them. Uh, Craig, how you feeling, man? You good? You like what you saw tonight? Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, in the lead up to this game, you know, I saw the Vegas line. It was Illinois minus seven. You know, ESPN does their matchup predictor. I don't know how much stock to put into that, but it was 75% uh, chance of win for Illinois. I was like, they're facing a top 11 team. They're facing Wisconsin, who um, I don't know if you saw on Twitter yesterday. I went back and forth with Mike DeCourcy from Fox because he had Wisconsin as a number one seed in his bracketology, and I hadn't seen that anywhere else. So people are starting to buy into Wisconsin. And, you know, coming into the State Farm Center, didn't know how many people would be able to be there, so didn't know how much orange would be in the crowd. There was just a lot of unknowns, I think, and I didn't really know what to expect. I, I just didn't see the minus seven. I, I, I just had a weird feeling. Um, but with Corbello back and Kofi back, um, I, I would lean towards an Illinois win going in. But uh, they, they were very impressive. Um, one of the more impressive, impressive wins of the season probably. Um, right up there with um, last week at Michigan State. Um, so yeah, it, it was fun to watch, and I'm I'm glad the fans um, pretty much packed the place as much as they could because considering the weather and all that. But very pleased, very pleased with the outcome. Um, just wish the game would have started uh, 15 minutes sooner when it was scheduled to start, and not at 9:15 for no freaking reason. Yeah, I I'm with you. I uh, I expected. I, I'm to this point now where I'm just. I'm just confident enough that they're the better team in most of the games they're going to play it. Yeah. Uh, I know that they're not going to win every game from here on out. I know there are certainly going to be roadblocks along the way. I'm not expecting them to win at Purdue. Uh, and there's a couple more games throughout the rest of the season that I know are going to be tough and I don't expect Illinois to win, but especially for a home game against a team. Yes. Wisconsin is good. They have Johnny Davis, who is, you know, a currently probably a front runner, at least in the conversation for the national player of the year. Um, and they were at the top of the, at the conference with Illinois, but I just didn't really see them being a legitimate, that much of a threat. If Illinois is firing on sil- on not necessarily all cylinders, but if they're clicking, which they were tonight, uh, they are enough. Um, we'll get to the breakdown of, you know, what happened a little in a little bit, but when you're succeeding in at least one to two parts of what makes this team work, there's not a lot of teams that are going to stop them. And that was, that was certainly the case tonight. Um, the big thing, obviously tonight, Kofi Coburn, um, Wisconsin had no answer for him. Uh, and a lot of teams don't, but Wisconsin in particular um, really had, had no way to, sh- to stop him. Now they had some players of their own that were a problem for Kofi uh, on the other side of the ball. But on the offensive side for Illinois, I mean, Kofi putting up 37 points, grabbing 12 rebounds, monster night for him. I mean, he he was he was everything this team had tonight, other than 
uh, a nice performance from Jacob Grandison. There wasn't anybody else in, in double figures scoring wise. It was all Kofi all the time. Uh, power dunks, monster plays down low. Didn't shoot any free throws until the second half. Uh, that's a different conversation. Um, but when he was firing, when he was clicking as well as he was, and things were going well around him, I mean, this was this was clearly Illinois' game to to, to essentially their game to lose, and they didn't. So, yeah. I yeah. Uh, he he is against a team like this. He's unguardable. Yeah, their their big men are his height but they're 50, 60 pounds lighter. Uh, If he gets the ball in a good position in the paint, there is no reason for him not to score. Um, Yes, he had 37 points, 12 rebounds. He was 16 of 19 from the field. He only missed three shots from the field. If you look on the other side of the box score, Johnny Davis also took 19 shots. He made five. Now, apples to oranges here. Davis is a guard. Kofi's a seven-foot big man that's taken his shots no no farther than five, ten feet from the basket. But if you just look at stat lines, you see Johnny Davis had 22 and 15. Kofi had 37 and 12. Similar stat lines. Davis goes – but, I mean, take a deeper look. Davis goes 5 of 19 from the field, 11 of 14 from the free throw line. 11 of his 22 points were from the free throw line. Not saying that one player is better than the other because Davis is having a fantastic year. But sometimes – This particular night. (laughs) Sometimes you have to look at more than just the the points scored – and the rebounds like you got to dive in there and and dissect the box score a little bit to see what happened. And Kofi was absolutely dominant tonight. Yeah. Wisconsin had zero, zero answers for Kofi. Uh, So he was, he was far and away the the key contributor for the game. Uh, I mentioned Jake, Jake Grandison. Um, We've been worried about him. He, he has not shown up on the offensive side. He has not done much of anything. Uh, in terms of point production, he doesn't bring a lot defensively. I've been worried about him losing playing time. And he was he was the only other Illini scorer in double figures tonight. Finished with 14 points. Also grabbed seven rebounds, dished up four assists. Jake Grandison was back tonight. That was the same player we saw Thanksgiving, Christmas time. We haven't seen that in a while. Uh, so it was nice, nice to get him in uh, on some of the action. Three for six from three. Uh, five for nine from the field, as I said, 14, seven and four for him, uh, plus a couple steals. I mean, Jake, Jake Grandison was, was, I, I don't want to say back, but uh, he, he looked, he sure looked the part tonight. Yeah. And it's a, a much needed, much, much, much needed for him. Um, just, just to see something go in. Sometimes that's all it takes, you know, if you make your first shot, you're probably going to make a couple more. If you miss that first shot in a, and you're in a slump that he's been in, it just adds even more weight to the pressure that's already on your back. So you make that first shot, get a little bit of the weight off, take the second one a little more confident, hit that one, and then you just continue to roll. Um, sometimes it's as simple as a, a 15-foot pull or a, a 5-foot pull, pull up or a 10-foot pull up or even a free throw. Um, I think tonight it was a three for him. Actually, I think he hit an early three um, to get him going. But 
but yeah, we said post game um, after Northwestern and in every episode, Frazier, Plummer, and Grandison need to hit the shots, the open shots they get, because normally Kofi's going to get triple teamed and he's not going to be able to get up 19 shots. Um, tonight, fortunately, he was, and he was still triple teamed sometimes, quadruple teamed, and he was able to get his points. But if Kofi's not hitting and if they're guarding him well, those guys need to hit. And uh, it was good to see Jake uh, ha- get a couple to go go through the go through the net tonight. Yeah, he was he was really the only one that was clicking. Uh, Trent finished yeah. with seven points. Did also has seven assists, um, which which you'd yeah. like to see out of essentially the super <laughs> point guard at this point. Uh, only six points for Alfonso Plummer. He didn't look great. Um, only made one three. A uh, couple assists himself. Had three rebounds. Demonte Williams had seven points. Um, not we haven't been seeing much scoring out of him, but seven points to go with eight rebounds and five assists. I mean, he's he's just filling up the stat lines his own way i mean he's not a he's not going to score you in double figures but i mean that's a that's a pretty solid night for for an absolute glue guy for this team uh and then the other thing we need to talk about i think is andre curbelo um had him back on the floor tonight which is nice obviously he wasn't a full strength coming off of the covid um whatever he whatever he had i'm sure it was it was obviously covid related he was in health and safety protocol um, so he just now was starting to practice again, only played 11 minutes tonight, all of which I believe were in the first half, um, did finish with seven points. Um, but we didn't see much of him late in the game. I'm assuming that that was just a fatigue issue. Uh, and the fact that Illinois had a pretty solid lead, so there was really no point in, in rushing him out there. Um, still waiting to see the fully healthy team. Uh, eventually you think you might get it, but, um, either way, it was just nice to see him on the floor tonight because, Short of the Purdue game, we haven't really seen much of him this year at all, especially yeah. a good version of him. So just nice yeah. to have him in general. Yeah, he came in um, and he wasn't in but two minutes. Remember, we did a watch along stream yes. and he wasn't in for two minutes. And I was like, he's already taken four shots. Now he had made two of them. Yes. Yes. He had five points. He was two of four from the field and one of them was a three. So he was making them. But I had a feeling it was going to be one of those games where Curbella started forcing things yep. and was taking bad shots. And then I don't know if it was his legs trying to get back from under him. I don't know if Underwood saw that and said, all right, let's 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 pump the brakes here and let's not let him get us out of a rhythm. I don't know yep. what it was that we didn't see him at all or very little in the second half. But um, I was I was happy with what I saw. Um, I don't think necessarily though any of those shots were bad shots. There might've been one that I was a little like, well, what are you doing here? But um, for the most part, I think he took, made some pretty good decisions there as you're going to have with Curbelo, you're going to have four or five, three, four or five plays where you're putting your hand in hand in or your head in your hands. What are you doing? He had one of those late in the half first half, but then he hustled back. If you remember, and he poked it from behind of the Wisconsin guy and got a steal, forced a turnover, and Illinois got the ball back. So good, good day for Curbelo. Eleven minutes to get back into the flow, get your feet back under you. Um, he was out for more than a week, right? Uh, he didn't play Michigan State. He didn't play against Michigan State. It, it probably would be eight to ten days, right? So he he Some, yeah, he, I don't know. He might have tested positive rather than. Being I'm close sure he contact did. I'm sure he, he probably... missed almost ten days. 
So that would be my guess as I'm kind of under the assumption that he himself was actually a little sick. Yeah. Um, And that's probably why he didn't play that much tonight would be my guess. I obviously don't know that Brad might answer that in a post game interview, but we probably won't have that information um, by the time this show goes up. Um, The game in general, anything else you want to, you want to cover? We talked about the free throw situation. Um, I mean, this is, it's a good Wisconsin team. I mean, we shouldn't take anything away from them there. They are certainly one of the better teams in the conference. They've been a, a pleasant surprise for Wisconsin fans, a surprise to everybody. Johnny Davis has been a surprise. Um, so that's that's certainly a, that's a that's a good team and that's a good win for Illinois. Um, but either way, it's it's a it's a win against a team that was, you know, ranked 11th in the country. So we we knew they yeah. needed to get a, a win at home because uh, the next two games on the road are going to be pretty tough. So yeah. uh, anything else <laughs> from the game game itself you want to you want to mention? Uh, obviously. We weren't there. We watched it on TV. We don't. We did, we did one of our watch-alongs, so I have one headphone off, and I'm trying to listen to the TV. I don't know if Logan can hear much of his. What would you have guessed from what we saw and how we heard the crowd that the attendance was tonight? It didn't look – I couldn't – we never really got a good shot. We never really got a good full shot, yeah. The the top, the upper upper section. Yeah. Um. How many can it hold? Is it 15? 15, five. I would guess it was probably around 11, maybe would be my guess. Jeremy, Jeremy Werner said the turnstile account tonight for a line. I game 6,579. Whoa. Wow. Never, never would have guessed that. Never would have guessed that. No, the that's orange crazy. crush showed out. Yeah. They, they were packed nuts. and they were, they were there early. So that yeah. means that there weren't many people in the 200 level. I don't think no. uh, from the pictures and stuff I saw, it looked like there was a decent amount there. But, I know. I huh. thought so too. Okay. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. I mean, obviously with, with the elements going on in champagne with a lot of the Midwest right now, I mean, just to get people there in general, I, I thought it was cool. They had, they had made an effort to um, yep. Illinois posted on their Facebook and their Twitter and stuff to, you know, get into the comment section. If you can't come to the game, you know, get your tickets as somebody that can. I thought that was really cool uh, yeah. to to get as many people there as possible. But as you mentioned, yeah, the students were definitely in full force tonight, which was nice. It was a big game, and you can't let you know some weather some weather stop that. This game was happening regardless of what the weather was, as long as uh, both teams and there were three officials there. So um, they they made the most of it. I see you're working uh, at something. <laughs> Would you like to comment? Apparently, um, Aaron Henry defensive backs coach for the Illini was front row of the orange crush. Yes. It looks, it looks like while Johnny Davis is shooting a free throw and there's <laughs> about, he 50, was there. There's about 15 of the orange crush, 10 to 15 of the orange crush members with Aaron Henry. That's his name. Yeah. Aaron yeah. Henry. Yeah. Shotgunning beers while Johnny <laughs> Davis is shooting his free throw. <laughs> wow. That's wonderful. That's, that's fantastic. Wonderful. Yeah, that's great. They, yeah, they it was a it was a nice nice crowd there, nice energy and yeah. safe from center tonight. Definitely going to need that a uh, few more times this year. All right, uh, look ahead now. Uh, well, let's go to the standings first. Uh, Illinois yeah. with that win <laughs> takes a takes a half game lead over Michigan State and the for the top of the Big Ten standings. Once again, sitting alone in the top of the Big Ten standings, it is February 2nd. This team has not had Andre Curbelo for most of the season. They've not had Kofi Coburn for five games this season. 
And yet here they are nine and two, 16 and five overall at the currently, according to records, still the best team in the big 10. Did you see this coming? Um, preseason. Yes. Preseason. Right. I, I could have seen this, but after the Kofi suspension and the way Curbelo played early and then his 11 game absence. No, no. When we were in the midst of Curbelo's 11 game absence and you're struggling to beat Rio Grande Valley and um, get beat by uh, uh, what we thought was a bad Marquette and Cincinnati team. We've learned that Marquette's pretty Marquette's damn good. good. Yeah. That Shaka Smart is a good coach when he's not being hounded from the Texas boosters. Um <laughs> So that yeah. loss isn't looking as bad, but if you had told me in early December, mid-December, that this team would be 16 and five, nine and two, I don't think I would have believed you. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Uh, only other game, the big 10 tonight, um, Purdue uh, taking down Minnesota in Minneapolis, 88, 73 Purdue still a full game behind Illinois, but I think you and I both still think they're the favorites to win this conference. Yeah. Uh, when it's all said and done, Illinois has to go there next week. Um, it took two overtimes, but Purdue did beat Illinois in Champaign a few weeks ago. Yeah. I'm certainly not going to sit here and say that Illinois can't beat Purdue because I know they can, um, but I, I still have a hard time thinking that Purdue isn't still the favorite to win the conference. But as I said on the live stream, if Purdue doesn't win the conference, I have a hard time not picking Illinois right now. Mm-hmm. I really don't. I mean, yes, it's easy to say they are the top team in the conference by, by record. Um, but if they get healthy and they're playing well like this, if it's not Purdue, I just, yeah, I have a hard time not picking Illinois. Yeah, Illinois' schedule doesn't get any it's easier. Not, no, they, the schedule is certainly not favorable. Purdue, Michigan State, Ohio State, Michigan is going to be a tough one because it's at Michigan, and then you end with Iowa uh, to go along with Indiana on Saturday, who's playing really well. So coming off of a week break, they haven't they didn't have a midweek game. So there are losses there. It's not like Illinois, yeah. Illinois is not going to win out. I'm going to go out on the record right now and say Illinois won't win out. No, there's probably three losses there, two or yeah, two, three, four losses there. So, um, I would be perfectly content with two losses from from here out. I, I would, yeah. I would yeah. far and away take two losses. Yep. Uh, I think it's probably more likely that, as you said, probably three or four. So I would be thrilled with two. Yep. Um, but uh, that's that's what's ahead. So Indiana coming this up. This one, on- this one kind of sets the tone. Because we talked about it in our no, it does. in our uh, full episode on Monday, Illinois has six quad one opportunities in the month of February, and this yep. was the first one. So, um, yeah, Illinois is trying to add to their resume uh, and help their seating. I I've seen bracketologies. Anyway, I've seen five and five and six seeds is usually where I see Illinois. Occasionally a four. Um, I think we've said it before. I think this this team is certainly capable of ending the season on a two or a three two or three line in terms of seating in the tournament. Um, if they continue to play like they have been, uh, but yes, the, the rest of the season is, is certainly not going to be easy for Illinois. Uh, they head to Indiana on Saturday. That one is a noon tip off time, Eastern uh, 11 central in Bloomington. And then on Tuesday night at Purdue at nine o'clock, uh, that one's going to be a fun one. Both of those are going to be fun games. Um, I looked up tickets on all the secondary sites for Indiana on Saturday. Yeah. 
Cheapest one I found was $135 before fees and taxes and fees. Indiana hosts Indiana hosts Wisconsin 10 days later. You can get one for 50 bucks. <laughs> Remember when you asked me who is Illinois' biggest rival? And yeah. I said that I this we didn't talk about this on the Indiana. show. Yeah. We didn't talk about this on the show. You asked me this in a text, and I said, I want to say Indiana just because like that's how I'm conditioned. Yeah. Growing up, like that was the rivalry. It just hasn't been the case, really, because the both teams have not been good at the same time. I mean, other than the whole Eric Gordon fiasco a decade and a half ago or whenever that was, like there's been nothing between the two. Um, I mean, there was the big Tyler Griffey shot. I mean, there had been moments, but yeah, but that right there, that the prices you told me, like that just I mean, that kind of feeds into that. I think I think that rivalry yeah. still exists, yeah, um, for a lot of people. Whether or not it's the it's Illinois' biggest rival, I don't know. But I think for a lot of fans, it might be. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's what's ahead. Indiana on Saturday and then Purdue on Tuesday. Craig, anything else you want to touch on before we shut it down for the night? That is it. Okay. Thank you to everybody that tuned into our live stream for this game. We enjoyed doing that. We had a lot of feedback, a lot of comments. That was really cool to get people in the chat. Uh, we'll plan on doing more of those. Maybe not every single game, um, but we do plan on doing these post-game shows as much as we can uh, throughout the rest of the season. So thank you for tuning in to the, to the live stream. Thank you for tuning into this. Uh, don't forget to follow us on all of our social media at no one asks pod at Craig W. Choke at the Logan Lee. Uh, like us, share us, subscribe. If you're on YouTube, please, please, please subscribe to this channel. That'd be awesome. Uh, also throw us a like, that'd be really cool. If you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple, uh, subscribe to this as well, uh, and hit the bell, get the notifications. That way, you know, every time we, uh, post one of these, um, I think that's going to do it for us for Craig Choate. I'm Logan Lee. We will see you guys next time for another probably the next show will probably be another one of these Illini post games after the game on Saturday. So we'll see you then. Thanks for listening. Bye.